All right, let's get started. I'm going to do something a little different today. seems like uh, every quarter I stand up in front of you guys and I sing the same song. And I have no problem singing the song about chiropractic, but I do have a problem about this. <laughs> what, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for this to stop? Like, every quarter, you know... Uh, Last quarter, there was something, and two quarters ago, I remember this Paris, and before that, there's something else. And every quarter, I am talking the same song, and Bono has been singing the same song since 1983. You know, I was, I was in this, the, uh, the stadium when this was happening right here. This is Bono when they first came to the United States in 1983. Uh, some of you guys may not have even been born. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was scary. Um, um, but it... I was at SUNY Albany, senior year SUNY Albany, and every year SUNY uh, at that time uh, had a, a free concert for all the students. Uh, we called it Mayfest. And um, Bono was the headline. They just came out with War, the first album. Um, and uh, I will never, ever forget. Like everybody else there that was playing was like, they're all right. Uh, I don't even remember who it was. Uh, but when Bono, when U2 came out, we were like electrified because we all knew a few of the, the, you know, the songs that had just come out with those guys. Um, and, but nobody ever heard this one, even though it was on the album, but nobody ever really heard this one. And this was his, the final song of, uh, of the, the evening. And Bono climbs on the towers, because there's these huge towers that they erected in one of the fields at Albany, where, you know, where the speakers are. He climbs on the tower, and he's singing, how long, and the whole, all of SUNY Albany is waving back and forth. And see, he's singing how long, and he had us in the palm of his hands, and he's holding this white flag, you know, like this, Saying, I surrender, right? How long? Right? How long? Because, you know, and before this, what, what he did is, is he talked about the whole thing that was happening in Ireland at the time and still happening, though not as bad, but where the, you know, the Catholics versus the Protestants are, you know, shooting each other and blah, blah, and there's just blood. And, and it's the same thing, right? It's the Palestinians versus the Israelis. It's the terrorists versus the United States. It's our own people killing our own people, right? How long? What, what is it going to take? You know, so 1983 is 30-something is, is years ago, and we're still singing the same bloody song. Right? Right, and he says, how long, will, how long to sing this song? And I say, how long will this go on? 
right? How long is it going to go on that we have to be having this kind of stuff, that our kids should be afraid to, to go to concerts, to go to theater, to go to school, right? A couple weeks ago at Life Talks, <coughs> uh, Scarlett Lewis came to speak to us. How many people have heard of Scarlett Lewis? Okay. Uh, how many people heard of Sandy Hook? Right? You all know what happened to Sandy Hook, Connecticut, right? In Newton, uh, the town of Newton, Connecticut. Well, Sandy Hook Elementary School, 20 children and six teachers were gunned down by this one guy. And uh, Scarlett Lewis's son was one of those 20. And she, she's an amazing woman. She wrote a book based on her experiences there. And uh, this is what she told us. She said, um, you know, I was in total utter belief of what happened, of course. And my son, I found out, was actually the hero of the classroom. Because what had happened was uh, the gunman came into his class, shot his teacher dead, and started mowing down kids. Then his clip got stuck, the gunman. So he pulled out his clip. And during that moment, this little boy ran in front of, the, ran in front of this guy, said to all his friends, run, run, run. This is how they know that he did this. And his friends ran out, and he, when the clip got back in, was one of the last to die. So not only was this kid's life taken, but, but he was a hero, and he saved the lives of other kids. And... Then the mom went home after a few days of being with her mom or whatever. And what was on the mom's blackboard in their kitchen, because he used to always write like notes and stuff, and he was just learning how to spell. And he wrote the words, nurturing, healing, love. So she wrote a book about that, right? About using nurturing, healing, and love instead of anger, violence, and aggression to heal her wounds, right? And now she goes around the world talking about her experience. You know, you should read her book, Nurturing Healing Love. It's really quite fabulous. <clears throat> um, but, you know, one of the things that she's thinking, that she talked about was this, like, who's to blame, right? And I asked this, to, you know, to you guys, who's to blame? Is it gun control? Yeah, yeah, we probably should have better gun control laws and automatic weapons shouldn't be allowed and whatever. But people will still find them, right? You know, drugs, you know, they'll just find them. You know, drugs are legal, but they'll just find them. Right? You say, well, then let's ban all automatic weapons. Okay, well, they'll just find them some other way. They just won't go into the pawn shop up the road over here. They'll just get them from some other person. Right? So maybe it's the parents, right? There's too many single parents and too many parents that are absentee and you know, not enough uh, love being, you know, happening and all that kind of stuff. And you could blame a zillion different things like that. And that might have something to do with it, but it may not. And you can blame the teachers. The teachers aren't really teaching the kids morals and values. They're just teaching a script. And they're just reading out of a, you know, a curriculum that they have to have. And I have to teach this many hours. So they're not really teaching love and morals and respect and honor and all that kind of stuff. And that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's probably part of it. And drugs, you certainly can blame drugs. I don't know this for a fact, but I can know this for a fact with all the other shootings. Is that 100% of every other shooting that's happened in this country that's made big news, what's, what have these people been on? It's psychotropic medication, right? Every single, you know, one of them. From Columbine all the way down. All these kids have been on Ritalin, they're on Prozac, they're on you know, Risperidol, they're on some kind of crazy psychoactive drug. And these psychoactive drugs, one of their major side effects is suicidality and aggressive behavior. And it can even happen on the first try. Right? Even on the first try. So we can say, oh, well, is, is it this, or is it this, or is it this, or this, or is it all the above? And I don't even know. I don't know if there's one thing to blame. 
you know? And I don't think there really is one finger to point, right? Because we know that, that saying, you point one finger like this, how many fingers are pointing back at you, right? You have three fingers pointing back at you, right? So I don't know if any of this is to blame, but you know what I think is to blame? And this is a sad commentary on chiropractic, but I just want you to get that. It's we are to blame. Chiropractic is to blame. Because in my opinion, and I might be completely, totally, utterly wrong about this, but I'd rather try to find this out. In my opinion, BJ was right. We can empty the hospitals and prisons. We can fill the churches and temples if everybody got adjusted. Right? If everybody got adjusted. You know, my patients don't commit crimes like this. Right? This does not happen in my office. It does not happen in the offices you're peeking in. It doesn't happen in the offices that you came from, where we're referred to here. Those people aren't doing this kind of stuff. Just like I can guarantee you that most of these kids who are doing these things, and I call them kids even if they're 20 years old, they're still a kid. Uh, these kids who are doing these kind of things, they're all on psychotropic drugs. I can also guarantee you that they're not getting adjusted. You know the people who committed 9-11 aren't getting adjusted, right? There, there's sick people out there. There are some really absolutely horrifyingly sick people out there but maybe if they got to some of these people beforehand, maybe this would never happen. So I ask you the question that Bono from U2 asks us. How long? How long do you have to sing this song? At what point in time do we not have to sing this song anymore? At what point in time? Like, I will never forget that, that I can still see it there. All of us, the entire, like, 30,000 of us at Albany... We're going back and forth like this with Bono. Why can't we all do that all the time? And you know why? It's because we haven't gotten to everybody. It's because you and I have not gotten to everybody. So don't shrink in your seats and say, oh, I can't reach enough people. You, every person you reach is another person that won't do this. Right? How long? And really the, the question actually isn't just how long. It's what's it going to take to make you believe that this is what we need to do? Right? How long is chiropractic going to stay a back pain profession? How long are we going to be used like a modality instead of used as something that we really are? How long are we going to let this kind of stuff go on? How long are we going to keep silent? How long is chiropractic going to be seeing only 10% of the population? How long is it going to take before enough people realize that if the small microcosm of the people that we adjust are different people, not just physically because their pain's away, and not even just physically because some kind of symptoms go away because their ADHD is better or because their ear infection is better, <laughs> forgetting about that, <clears throat> how long is it going to take before these people also realize that they are mentally better, that they are emotionally better, that they are spiritually better, and because of that, they can do better things, become better people? Right, <clears throat> my young patients, when they apply to the colleges of their choice, they get in. They choose the colleges they want. One of my patients got into Johns Hopkins, and she's choosing to not go. But she got in, right? Because my patients are exceptional patients. The kids that we take care of are, are exceptional. The little ones, the babies, we're going to grow up and to, do, to be exceptional. 
And it, remember, it is not just the things that they come in for that they're here for, right? Just because that little girl came in for colic yesterday doesn't mean that's the reason she's there. She's there so that you can, through chiropractic care and the guidance that you give her, to direct her life so we don't have to talk about UCLA and Columbine and Newton and Sandy Hook and, you know, all these other things, all these other places, Right? You know, Scarlett Lewis said that, I, I can't remember the stats, but I think she said it was something like this, been 160 school shootings since Columbine in 1999. How long do we have to wait for this? How long is it going to be before you and I and chiropractic tells people what we really do? Right? So once again, and I apologize for this, I've been placed a huge burden on your shoulders every single week but it's better than some of the other burdens that you got, right? Because this is, this is your life, right? And you could choose to not listen to me and think that I am boring and think that I don't have anything to say and that I'm some crazy, you know, dude from the 80s who's a nutcase and that's totally fine. But I think that I love this question. What, why isn't the whole planet getting adjusted? Why? The whole planet knows Coca-Cola, right? The whole planet knows, like, Apple Computer, right? The whole planet is using cell phones. How long did it take cell phones to populate the world, right? If people populated the world as fast as cell phones did, there'd be, like, 100 billion people in, in the world, right? That's how fast cell phones spread. Ten years. Ten years ago, guys, ten years ago, you did not have a cell phone in your pocket. Ten years ago, you might have had a phone, right, big, like a larger size phone or whatever, but you didn't have a cell phone in your pocket probably ten years ago. Surely not, not the, the smartphones, right? Unbelievable market penetration in that short period of time. But how important is that compared to what we've just been talking about, right? So this is what we have to promote. Adjusting the kids, right? The, why do I teach, right? Why do I teach for the ICPA, right? Why am I going all over the world, going to London in a few weeks to talk about this? Because who else is going to? Right? Someone's got to get people excited. Someone's got to. So it's got to be you, right? Because we can't do it alone, right? We can't do this alone. And that's what I'm putting on your shoulders. You know, second to last class, I'm putting this on your shoulders because we need you. I need you to step it up. I need you to step up your conversations. I need you to step up why you're doing this. I need you to stop shirking back and say, I can't do this. I'm only one person. You know, all these other lame excuses that you use about how you can't succeed to the way you want to. Right? It, 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 here it is. Here's the deal I want you to get. This isn't about you. Right? So stop thinking that success has anything to do with you because there's nothing to do with you. What's the success for? It's the health of the planet. It's the health of the planet. The planet is going to die if you don't do something. That's, that's how I want you to think about it. We're going to kill ourselves off if we don't do something about it. It's up to chiropractors. I don't see a single politician out there really talking what the real big problem is. And the problem is that we're sick. We are sick. UCLA is emblematic of how sick we are. And there's no politician... Democrat or Republican, 
independent or whatever, that's really talking the truth, which is we are a sick society, we're a sick planet, and unless chiropractors do something about it, we're all just going to go down the tubes. And it may not be in your generation, and it may not be in your kids' generation, but we're going down unless we do something about it. So either chiropractic is the best kept secret on the planet, and we better go out there and start telling people, or then we're just going to watch it burn. But I'll tell you this, I'm not going to go down without trying. Right? So on my watch, I'm going to give it my all. And I hope you do too. Right? I hope you say, on my watch, it's not just going to be me in my office. Right? Because that's not what this is about. This is about you and God and how you take care of God's people. Right? We are put here on earth for something a hell of a lot more than just making money and a hell of a lot more than just pushing on backs and seeing how many backs we can push on. It's not about the volume of the backs or the volume of the money. That is, that is the side effect. Right? The effect really is it with a collective consciousness that we can create with enough people getting adjusted that we can change the world. That is something that I work for. That is why I come home at 8 o'clock at night. Right? That's why I'm here at 7 in the morning teaching you guys. That's what drives me. is because we can change the collective consciousness, consciousness of the planet. We can, what happens if this is true? Wouldn't it be really awful if this is true? And at some point in time, we're at the pearly gates, and whoever's at the pearly gates says, what were you doing? You could have emptied the hospitals and prisons and filled the churches and temples, and you did it. Why not? I would be devastated to hear that. I would rather them say, good try, job well done, you did the best you could, than say, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? You had a gift and you didn't share it, right? right? We have this gift. We have this amazing, amazing gift. We've got to share it. We can't keep quiet about it anymore. And now I'm placing it on you guys because you guys are out there and you guys are going to be the mouthpiece, Right? Because people like me, who've been around here for a long time, like we're doing everything we can, but we need more people out there like you who have fresh voices and fresh ideas and all this energy to put into this kind of stuff that, you know, people like me, in my position, we still have a lot of energy, but it's not the same. It's not that fresh, young energy, right? We need you guys. So I'm asking you guys to step up, okay?